Welcome to the Alcohol Rethink Podcast with me, your host, Patrick Fox. This podcast is for the guys out there who question the role that alcohol plays in their lives, men who want to stop drinking and don't know where to go or how to start. We're going to cover all of that and more. Let's go. Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Alcohol Rethink Podcast. How are you all doing today? Here in Britain, we are about to head down into our second lockdown. It's all a little bit surreal, not much of a surprise, yet everybody still thinks that it's unacceptable. (laughs) And the trouble is that when we kind of argue with what's going on, it's like a, it's non-acceptance. It's almost a defiance to what is actually happening. And that's only ever going to go one way and that's going to cause you angst and and anxiety right like you're going to be saying it shouldn't be happening when it is happening and it doesn't change anything so you just really need to consider if that is what your your mindset is if you're in the UK at the minute and also just in other areas of your life where something's happened and you were trying to argue the case that it shouldn't have happened and what does that cause you how is it making you feel now in today's episode I want to talk about trading addictions. If we look up what the word addiction means in the dictionary, it's an inability to stop doing or using something, especially something harmful. Now, we see this with alcohol, that we say someone is an alcoholic because they have an addiction, and our brain immediately, because of the stereotyping that exists in the world around people who have drink problems, is that we, we want to imagine that that person is the person on the street who's homeless. They're the alcoholic, they're the person who has the problem. Now, I don't think that's overly helpful because really it doesn't matter because anybody can have a problem with alcohol. Even if you're drinking once or twice a week and you have a horrendous hangover the next day, it's going to be a problem, right? So the severity of where you are on that scale is, is going to really depend. But Anybody who drinks more than they want to or recognizes that it's showing up in their lives in a way that they don't want to, you could say it's because there is an addiction there. But again, like identifying yourself as an addict isn't overly helpful because there's all of the stereotype and stigmas as to what an addict is. So I just wanted to share today with you guys when I first stopped drinking and what happened because my experience was... I ended up trading addictions and in the beginning I had no idea that I'd done this, like really zero idea and found myself really confused and and disappointed and beating myself up but just in a whole new way, not around alcohol this time but in fact I was beginning to or I began to use sugar as a way to avoid the alcohol cravings. So once I stopped drinking, I would start going on these massive sugar binges. So I'd go down to the local shop, I'd pick up the three for three for two price offering, whatever it might have been on chocolate bars. I would have picked up a big bag of Haribo's, potentially a big bag of chocolate, a big packet of chocolate hobnobs because they were my favorite. And then maybe whatever else was generally on special offer that day. There was no rhyme or reason as to which items I picked, but It was just to get that big massive sugar intake and often I'd go down to the shops and I wouldn't tell my partner what I was doing or I'd make a 
a decoy attempt as to why I was going to go to pick up some shopping and then secretly scoff some chocolate bars on the way home. And I just couldn't understand why I was doing it. I really didn't. And it wasn't until I read a book or an article that I realized what I'd done is I've gone from stopping drinking alcohol, which is highly addictive in it, and it's very pleasurable to the brain. I'd now gone on to using sugar. I'd replaced my urges to want to drink with the sugar that you get from, from sweets and crisps and chocolate or whatever it might have been. And when I was eating these items, they made me feel good, right? They had this pleasurable moment, like especially when you're eating them, that intense pleasure you get when you eat something so, so sweet, but only moments later to just feel like a self-loathing and regret. Well, probably after I'd finished all of the things that I'd bought. So I ended up beating myself up about that as well. Now, the thing is, what's the lesser of two evils here, shall we say? Because we've got alcohol, which was causing lots of damage. And then we've got sugar, which also causes lots of damage. But alcohol was extremely intrusive in my life and how it was making me feel and the way that I was showing up or really not showing up. That was the challenge I had with drinking alcohol. So why is it that I went from drinking alcohol to stopping drinking alcohol only to go and swap it out with another substance, in this case sugar? Now if you look at what the most addictive substances are in the world, I think the scale goes something like heroin, cocaine, then it would be alcohol, barbiturates, uh, possibly nicotine is in between those two. And then after that, I would imagine it would be sugar. And the reason that is, is because when these drugs or substances are taken, the amount of dopamine that gets released into your brain is absolutely huge. That pleasurable feel-good feeling we get, chemical, is just completely outloaded onto the brain. Now, the higher that intensity is, the more that we want to experience it again. So with heroin, for example, it's said that like one in four heroin users then go on to become addicts, whereby they have to continue using the substance because they, they know no other way. And it's the same for alcohol, right? Although alcohol, because it's the only legal one out of those, well, except for nicotine, of course, that we drink alcohol because of the way that we're brought up, because of the society that we live in, right? That we parents drink, we go out to drink to party, we drink to have fun, drink with meals, drink with cheese and wine, like whatever. There's a reason to drink for anything. And because it's so socially accepted, it's really easy just to justify that actually what you're doing is completely fine, you know? But what we see is that when we're drinking alcohol is that we de develop a dependency for it. We become addicted to it because now one of the biggest things when people stop drinking, for example, is the weekends. The weekends, people find so difficult to, to overcome because for most of their lives, they've been drinking alcohol every weekend. They'd be living their week. And this is what I used to do. I'd be living my week probably, you know, Thursday was the new Friday. I'd be building up from Monday, already anticipating going out and drinking at the weekend. So in itself, I'd become addicted to thinking about what I was going to be doing at the weekend. And then you compound that with adding alcohol to the equation. It's really easy to see why we keep wanting to do something until it comes to the point where we want to stop, where we actually decide that 
I'm recognizing that alcohol is causing a problem in my life. It's not really the fun, pleasurable experience that I had anymore, and I want to stop. Except you find that you can't stop, right? Because you end up going out to drink. You feel so uncomfortable when you're not drinking that you just think, fuck it, I'm going to have a drink. I, I, I can't bear to feel like this. So you become addicted to both the drink and both the, the way of your thinking. Now, the brain is getting all of this feel-good chemical dopamine every time we drink, except the, the more that we drink, the less dopamine is released, so the more we have to drink in order to get the same kind of feeling. So this just perpetuates this whole cycle of addiction. And over time, what happens is that the brain begins to associate alcohol with being part of our survival. Now, our brain's primary focus is survival, right, guys? That's the number one job it's got on any given day. And when we've introduced alcohol and we've been getting that pleasurable feeling all of the time and our brains interpreted that meaning that we need this in order to survive, it's really why it becomes so challenging to want to stop. Now, what can we do about that? So I think some of the things we have to look at are really exploring our mindset, our conditioning, our beliefs around alcohol and also ourselves because what we think about ourselves and alcohol are so intrinsically linked that we use alcohol because of what we think about ourselves. So if we identify as ourselves as a drinker, right, we're going to want to drink alcohol. It makes sense. For me, when I was growing up, I was like, I had never imagined any other way other than drinking. I just thought this was going to be something that I did for the rest of my life. I prided myself on how much I could drink and how much I went out and had to be the first out and the last out, you know. It was so wrapped up in who I was that I had to begin questioning all of that. Throughout my drinking career, there was always drugs involved as well, right? So for my early early years, it was cannabis, and then it led to like doing lots of ecstasy. And then as I was getting a little bit older, it led to cocaine, not because I was sophisticated, but just because I had more money at this point, right? So those were all very addictive things to do as well. And when you are in that cycle of going out and doing drugs, if anybody here listening might be able to resonate, right? You have to work pretty hard sometimes to go out and find them. So you want to go out and have a drink, but then all of a sudden, after a few beers, you start wanting to have drugs. You want to start getting some cocaine as well. Now, you're going to have to have, you're going to have to be resourceful, right? You're going to have to find out who's got it, where have you got to meet them, where have you got to go? And over time, you end up building up this whole arsenal of people in your phone book that you can phone up. Different places you go, you've got different people that you can ring. We are incredibly resourceful. And I think this, even though it's in the context of using and buying drugs and, and drinking, is incredibly useful for when we want to stop as well. And why is that? Well, because when we stop, we get to this point where we think, I want to stop, but I don't know how. And just that sentence there, I don't know how, just completely switches off your resourcefulness, your ability to think about how the solution might be out there. And not even out there, guys, the solution is within inside you. So we cut off that resourcefulness tap, if you like, but it's always there. We know it's there because we've got evidence of using it in the past. We just need to retrain our brains to start using it in a way that's actually going to be more effective for us. So start thinking about where are the places that, or what are the informations that I need to learn in order to find out how to stop drinking. And it's always going to be inside. You've got to start asking yourself, what do I believe about myself, my ability, and the world and alcohol in order to stop drinking? 
you've got to start questioning if what you believe is true. The, the second part of that is you've got to have a willingness to be uncomfortable. Now, when you're uncomfortable, and this is my experience, is that I just wanted to get out of that as quickly as possible. So when I was drinking, it was to use alcohol. When I stopped drinking, it was to use sugar because I didn't like the way that I was feeling because I'd built it up in my head that this was insufferable almost. But what I've learned to realize through doing this work is when you sit with what that feeling is, when you allow it to be there, you will be amazed how quickly it actually passes. Because while in that very moment it feels super, super intense, and this is because you're in the old reptile pr primitive part of our brain is like screaming out. It's like it's sending an emergency signal to the rest of the brain saying, guys, we've got to sort this out. I'm feeling uncomfortable. Let's get rid of this. We've got to learn that that is just an alert system our brain is trying to send out because it's been misguided. It's been led to believe that alcohol is the solution when really it's been alcohol that's been the problem the whole time. So when you get the willingness to be uncomfortable, when you learn just to sit with your feelings of wanting to have a drink but not acting on them, you begin to see that actually there's not really anything they can do for you. Sure, it's going to feel a little bit uncomfortable for you in your body. It's not going to feel overly nice. But what's the, what's the cost of doing that compared to carrying on drinking? where it's already causing issues, whether that's with relationships, money, family, children, wherever it might be. But most importantly with yourself, guys, like how, how is it affecting who you are and how you want to show up in the world? And for men, I think we are fixers, shall we say. We like to get things done right. We like linear processes a lot of the time. And that's a bit of a general sterilization, I know. But Overall, like we have kind of uh, black and white thinking about how we want to do things and see things done. And a lot of the time is that we want to take action. We want to actually do something in order to change what's going on. And there is something we can do here. It's much more subtle. It's much more approachable than actually going out and doing something physical. It's about learning about going, going inside, like learning to see what it is that we think. Learning to understand that our feelings are there to tell us something. Because they feel like an urgency to drink, it doesn't mean we have to drink, it's just telling us that this is what's going on in our body. And then we get to begin to listen and allow it to be there. Honestly, this work is being absolutely life-changing for me. It, when you go inside to your body and you just realize that you've got, you know, your jaw might be tight or your heart is racing or you feel tingly fingers or whatever it might be you like shut your eyes and see what goes on for you you'll see that that is it that is as bad as it gets you don't need to use sugar you don't need to use cigarettes you don't need to use coffee which was another one of my uh swapping out of addictions if you like coffee and sugar and you know they served a purpose in the beginning i have no regrets i have no shame i have no blame to myself around using those things because i didn't understand why I was doing them but they kept me not drinking alcohol and that was good enough for me at the time and then over time I begin to gradually phase out sugar I begin to drink less coffee you know like we can do that all with time and it and this is why you need to give yourself that patience and that guidance it's almost a case you've got to slow down like stop trying to get to that goal or stop drinking so fast because 
actually all it does is create that internal pressure. So we just need to slow down because otherwise it's exhausting and we keep finding ourselves in that loop, that battle going backwards and forwards. So you've got to show yourself how competent you are, you know, like having uh, a dependence for alcohol, wanting to use alcohol for lots of different situations or to overcome situations in your life. That's what you've done. It's That's fine. We've got to just draw the line there. But now it's about understanding how you can move past it. What is it that you need to do? Okay, so guys, I just want to finish off saying you can be super resourceful when you want to have a drink. Now it's about changing that mentality and thinking about how resourceful you can be in not wanting to drink. Whether it's through learning something about alcohol that's going to help you shift beliefs, whether it's learning something about yourself, or whether it's just learning how to experience the feelings that you have in your body when you want that desire to drink and not acting upon them. So important. I will see you all next week. Have the most amazing weekend. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. If you want to find out more about working with me and seeing how I can help you stop drinking and start showing up in life the way that you really want, visit patrickjfox.com to find out more or book a free consultation using the link in the show notes. Until next time, take care.